Welcome to sermons from First Alliance Church, equipping you to become a fully devoted and faithfully engaged disciple of Jesus. Here's today's message. Hey church. Okay, that was, I know it's the evening time and maybe caffeine was like 10 hours ago, but I'll try that again. Hey church. It is so good to be with you. My name's Andrew, and it's just a delight to be worshiping with you. Uh, For those of you online joining us, again, thank you. And a special welcome to those of you who might be, you know, trying church out, that this isn't like a week-to-week or month-to-month thing, but you find yourself here because it's Christmas time. Thank you for being with us. Um, This Christmas season, some of us might be just wondering, What is God up to? What is God doing? I mean, we just came through 2020, and that was a rough year. And I think we thought, you know, 2021 would be better. And then it wasn't. And now we're on the cusp of 2022, and some of us are just crawling to the finish line. Uh, Some of us feel like we're walking in that land of shadow. And some of us might just want to know, hey, God, what are you doing? And some of you might be on the fence about whether God exists or not. Some of you might be here watching just because it's, you know, what you do on Christmas Eve. You go to church, you hear the stories, but then you get on with life. But still beneath all the distractions and the pursuits that we engage with on a day-to-day basis, I think it's a really good question to ask, what is God doing? Even if you only ask that question like once or twice a year, it's a good one to ask. And Christmas has an answer for us. And one way we could put it is that God is pushing back the darkness with his light. God is pushing back the darkness with his light. You see, the world is dark. I mean, we know this. You watch the news cycle, it's pretty obvious. There's anger, there's violence, there's discord, there's polarization, there's a global pandemic. So we see it when we look out in the world, but If we're honest with ourselves, we see it when we look into our own hearts. But the good news of Christmas is that God has done something about it and is doing something about the darkness. That God isn't distant or removed. He's not indifferent. He hasn't just left the world to itself. He's bringing his light. And he's done it through his son, Jesus. This Jesus who John portrays as the light of God coming into the world. You know, in the last month, I've been thinking a lot about light. I've even been researching. I'm not a science guy, but I was researching, you know, what is light? Is it matter? Is it, you know, substance? Is it energy? What is it? But one of my bedrock bottom thoughts and one of my favorite things about light is that light always beats the darkness. Light always wins. That's how it is with light. You know, when you light a candle or you flick on the light switch, uh, the darkness disappears, right? Darkness can't quench light. Sure, somebody can come along and, you know, lick their finger and, and douse your light or a strong wind can blow out a candle, but darkness itself always gives way before the light. That's how it is. And as scary as the dark can be, light is always stronger. I remember being a kid, 
and being afraid of the dark. Is anyone here just a little bit afraid of the dark? I am going to ask for a show of hands, so if you want to, are you afraid of it? Oh, nice. Nice. Kids, anyone afraid of the dark? No? Okay, we got a bunch of scaredy adults then. (laughs) Awesome. I love your honesty. Yeah, I'm afraid of the dark too in some settings. Being in the dark in the woods, that is so scary. Um, And so I was afraid of the dark as a kid, and, and you probably were too, and many of you still are. And my parents, in their great wisdom, gave me a nightlight. You probably have one too. Mine had Donald Duck on it. It was awesome. And in the dark of night, all it took was this tiny little light to be turned on in my room, right? In my room, it was like right kind of down the wall where the outlet was. Yeah, there it is, the nightlight. And it wasn't bright, but it was real. And it was there. And that little light was enough to push out the darkness and give me peace. It was enough to help me overcome my fear because friends, the light is always stronger than the dark. In the scripture that was read for us, it says the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. The darkness has not overcome it. And friends, the kind of light that it's talking about in the Christmas story isn't just a little night light. It's the light of God. It's the glorious radiation, the light of God shining, like like in that story of the angels when the glory of God just explodes onto the scene and the shepherds are like, whoa. Or it's the light of the star guiding the wise men to Jesus. It's powerful. Jesus' light isn't just that little night light. It's powerful. It's real. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Isn't that just such good news? We can take hold of those words in our uncertain times and find tons of comfort there. You know, later on in his life, as Jesus was teaching, he was going around his homeland, and he actually made a claim about himself being the light. And then he took that claim, and he packaged it with a promise. Here's what he said. He said, I am the light of the world. That's the claim. He said, I am the light of the world. And he wasn't saying that he was photons. He wasn't saying that he was some heavenly projection or like a hologram, I am light. No, he was real flesh and blood. He was a human just like us. He was using a metaphor to say that he is the one who's stronger than the darkness we face. And he's come to push the darkness back. And then he gives this promise. He says, I'm the light of the world. And here's the promise. Whoever follows me, will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. See, if we follow this Jesus, if we follow this light and we stay close to him, we need not fear the darkness because he's the light. And tonight, as we gather around Jesus to celebrate his birth, I think this is an opportunity for us to get close to Jesus. Maybe for you, it's just to take one little step closer. Maybe that'll be the first step you've ever taken towards Jesus. Or maybe for some of us, if you call yourself a Christian, it's a time to take a big step or to celebrate, to worship him, to ask him to deepen your trust in the claim that he's light and in the promise that goes along with it, that you need not fear the darkness.
Now, it's not lost on me that as amazing and glorious as light is, light can also be painful, right? It can be painful. We can get used to the dark. We can find comfort in how the darkness hides us, and it keeps some of the dark things in us hidden, right? Nobody has to see it. And we can actually become afraid of the light. Think of when you saw a movie in the afternoon, the matinee, right? You go into the theater, you sit in the theater for like three hours in a dark room, and if you're like me, maybe you get like this guilt of wondering, what have I done with the last three hours of my life? But anyway, if that's you, we can talk, we can have coffee, we can start a support group, nurture one another and how to deal with guilt in a healthy way. Okay, let's come back. You're in the theater, it's been dark for like a long time, and, and you're walking out of the theater, and what happens as you approach the double doors at the front, you get this sense of, oh, this is gonna hurt, because poof, the doors open and the light just blasts you, and you're like, oh, the sun. Right? It burns your eyes because you've been sitting in the dark for so long, especially if you were watching The Lord of the Rings. Oh. So Plato once said, we can easily forgive a child who is afraid of the dark. The real tragedy of life is when men and people are afraid of the light. You see, the great tragedy in life is that if Jesus the light would come and, and we would be afraid of him, and we would look to lesser things to get us through life and to manage. And if that's you tonight, if you have a sense that you've been kind of hanging out in the dark, hanging out in the movie theater, and you've not wanted to come into the real world for fear of the light, I just want to compassionately urge you to consider whether the thing that you're looking to to manage your life to be okay is holding up under the pressure of your current circumstances. This might be your moment to step into the light. You might be used to the dark, and it might be easier and safer to stay there, but it'll be the just same old tired script. You'll be chasing fullness of life. You'll be chasing the life you long for without ever finding it, right? Eat, drink, and be merry. Um, party a bit too hard, spend a bit too much money this Boxing Week, party some more, Happy New Year, and then January 1 hits, and you wake up to have reality set in. You're back to work. Wash, rinse, and repeat. This might be your moment. If you want to have life, if you want to live in love and in peace, and start being free from the dark things that are tying you down, you do need to open the door to let Jesus in, to let his light into your life. I just want to encourage you, don't be afraid of the light. Jesus is so humble. He is so good. He is so compelling. I mean, I'm standing here today because I've met him, and he's just that good. He is worth following. And let me just say that wherever you're at in life, whether your life is, is like wonderful or whether it's a wonderful mess, Jesus already loves you and he loves you so much that he won't let you settle for lesser things. We all long for fullness of life. Part of our problem is that in this cultural moment, nobody really agrees on how to get there, right? No one agrees on that path. And in this moment, 
this evening, the message of the Bible to us is the same that it's always been. Fullness of life comes only from Jesus. Hear his promise. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. It's not lost on me that many people have been hurt by church. Maybe you disagree with what the Bible teaches about morality and how to live. But I want to ask you to consider tonight if you could just open that door a bit to Jesus. I don't want you to ignore your pain or your experience, but I want you to give yourself permission to be curious. Give yourself permission to let your guard down and maybe to have the humility to consider bending the knee to this newborn king. I'm not standing here as somebody who's in the right trying to convince wrong people how to be right. I'm actually standing here as a beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. I'm standing here as a sinner who's found a savior. I'm standing here as someone who's been rescued from the darkness. And but for Jesus would still be in that darkness. And I want you to have that light of life too. Would you consider Jesus? Would you take a step toward him and find out who he really is? And and don't even take someone else's word for it. Don't take my word for it. Get into the stories of the Bible for yourself. He's there. He's knocking on your door. If you would just open it up to him, a crack. He's the light who shows us what God is like. I mentioned he's fully human. He's also fully God. And because he's fully God, he shows us the way back to God. Now friends, Christmas stands as this beautiful reminder of what God is doing, circling back to the question, God, what on earth are you doing? He is shining his light into the world and he's chasing away the darkness. And even though we still experience darkness, the Bible talks about a day when darkness will be dealt with for good. And the salvation of God will extend to every square inch of the earth. In the prophet Isaiah, it says this, no longer will violence be heard in your land, nor ruin or destruction within your borders, but you will call your walls salvation and your gates praise. No more violence, no more ruin, no more destruction. Do you long for that? It goes on, the sun will shine no, the the sun will no more be your light by day, nor will the brightness of the moon shine on you, for the Lord will be your everlasting light, God himself, and your God will be your glory. This is looking forward to a day when there's not gonna be any more darkness. This is where the world is heading. This is what God is doing, and it's so good. And even now at Christmas, we get a preview a preview of that beautiful end. The light has come into the world. And we're invited to follow the light, to follow Jesus in his way, to take him as our king and put our faith in him. Jesus is Emmanuel. He's God with us. He's the light of the world shining into the darkness. And now as we move towards lighting the Christ candle, and and I hope you all have your own candles as well. You can get those up, get those ready. I want to highlight the way Jesus designed his light to shine in the world now. Because you might be looking around the room and you might be noticing, hey, Jesus isn't here, at least not in the flesh. You know, in the Bible, we, we find out that Jesus died and rose and he ascended to the Father and he sent his spirit 
among his people, his disciples, his followers, his church. And this is actually how his light is meant to shine, that you and I would become living lamps that house the light of Jesus and radiate and reflect his light to the world. See, Jesus said, I'm the light of the world in John, but get this, in Matthew chapter five, he says to his disciples, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. He goes on to call the church or his followers a city built on a hill. He says, a city built on a hill can't be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. No, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone. In the same way, he said, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Friends, Jesus' plan was always for his followers to carry his light within them into the world, like living lamps, right? Just like how you light a candle and you take that light from that candle and you, you go into your workplace. You go home with your family. You go to school. You walk the streets of our city and you show the love of Jesus. You show the peace of Christ. You shine his truth. You, you live in forgiveness and justice and healing doesn't mean you have to be a superhero. Even a small act, even a child can shine the light of Jesus. Jesus wants us to shine his light. So let's hit the lights. Even as Jesus said, I am the light of the world, whoever follows me will never walk in darkness will have the light of life. This is, this is Jesus' claim about himself, that he is the light of the world. That he's come and he's shone in the darkness. And in this candle, this big white candle here is usually called the Christ candle. And it's, it's a sign of the light of Jesus in the world. And what we're gonna do in just a second is we're gonna take the flame from the Christ candle and we're gonna pass it around. And as we do so, we're gonna do so safely. Uh, kids, I'll leave it to the discretion of your parents if they trust you. Parents, you're responsible for your kids and their uh, habits around fire. Um, and we are going to sing and we are going to celebrate the light who has come, the newborn king. Because even as Jesus said, I'm the light of the world, he then said, you are the light of the world. So let's take the light of Jesus and let's shine it around and let's celebrate his coming. Thanks for listening to today's message. For more on us as a church and ways to connect, please visit us online at firstalliancechurch.org.